Hey, it's Slowdown producer Micah. What poems have helped you slow down, have made you stop and reflect? We want you to send us your selections for a series of upcoming episodes. Head to slowdownshow.org community to submit, or go to our Instagram at slowdownshow to find out more. I'm Major Jackson, and this is The Slowdown. This week, we're doing something special. We're exploring poetry in all of its forms with kids who write, rhyme, and sing about their lives. And today, we're exploring words and music with our co-host, Jasper. Jasper is 13 years old. He plays the guitar, loves cantaloupe, and sometimes throws tea parties with his friends. And the tea parties that I do are like these things where I get my friends together, we buy a bunch of snacks, sit down at a table or a bench, and just listen to music and talk about life. Honestly, I don't know why we all aren't celebrating tea time. Something sweet, chilling with friends. When Jasper's not sipping tea, he's playing music, including songs he's written. Jasper considers himself to be more of a lyricist than a poet because he writes the words to his songs. But lyrics are poetry too. Hey Jasper, thank you for joining me in the studio today. Sure thing. So I was reading and listening to a song that you wrote called Museum. And I wanted to know, do you have a favorite line from that song? I think my favorite line from the song is uh, in the second verse where it says, uh, if I could take back every bad thing I ever said about you, I would, even the ones that were true. Beautiful I just think it's sentiment. clever. Thank yeah, you. It really is. It really is. You know, I too came to poetry through music. The first poems I love were actually rap lyrics, um, particularly old school rap lyrics. You want to hear one? Sure. Okay, here it is. I get mad frustrated when I rhyme, thinking of all the kids who try to do this for all the wrong reasons. Seasons change, mad things rearrange, but it all stays the same like the love doctor strange. I'm tame like the rapper, get red like a snapper when they do that. Got your whole block saying, true that. That's how many mics from the Fugees. I like the rhyme of seasons change, mad things rearrange with Dr. Strange. I know, right? Yeah. Dr. Strange love, right? Is that cool? So what I love about the process of writing poetry is that it allows me to zoom way, way in on a situation or moment and understand it better. In your song, you pull focus on a turning point in your life when you say, the day I finally turn around is the day I realize they were holding me down. By writing that lyric, you marked a very specific moment in your life with words, and I bet you'll never forget it. Yeah, it's very honest to what I was feeling at the time. I just felt that my friends weren't being as nice as they used to be, and it, it just felt like I should find new ones or go back to some old friends. Do you feel like 
your song should be emotionally honest in order to be good? Most of the time. Yeah, I feel the same way about my poetry. And I think to be emotionally honest, you have to be really tuned in to how you're feeling on the day-to-day. Which makes me think of a poem I love called Occasional Poem by Jacqueline Woodson. It talks about how we can use words to remember and honor small emotional moments in our lives, even when they might not seem that important. You want to read it for us? Sure. Here is Occasional Poem by Jacqueline Woodson. Ms. Marcus says that an occasional poem is a poem written about something important or special that's going to happen or already did. Think of a specific occasion, she says, and write about it. Like what? Lamont asks. He's all slouched down in his seat. I don't feel like writing about no occasion. How about your birthday, Miss Marcus says. What about it? Just a birthday. Comes in June and it ain't June, Lamont says. As a matter of fact, he says, it's January and it's snowing. Then his voice gets real low and he says, and when it's January and all cold like this, feels like June's a long, long ways away. The whole class looks at Miss Marcus. Some of the kids are nodding. Outside, the sky looks like it's made out of metal and the cold, cold air is rattling the window panes and coming underneath them too. I seen Lamont's coat. It's gray and the sleeves are too short. It's down, but it looks like a lot of the feathers fell out a long time ago. Miss Marcus got a nice coat. It's down too, but real puffy, so maybe when she's inside it, she can't even tell January from June. Then write about January, Miss Marcus says. That's an occasion. But she looks a little bit sad when she says it, like she's sorry she ever brought the whole occasional poem thing up. I was going to write about Mama's funeral, but Lamont and Miss Marcus going back and forth zapped all the ideas from my head. I guess them arguing on a Tuesday in January is an occasion. So I guess this is an occasional poem. That was great. I so enjoy how poems capture a scene or tell a story or both. Your reading put me in that classroom. Thank you. I like that poem. What's your favorite part? I definitely like how the poem kind of talks about the type of poetry that it's about. And it's about writing a poem, and then you read the poem, and that's what it is. (laughs) Writing the poem is the occasion for the poem. Yeah. Jasper, thank you so much for sharing. Since we're talking poetry with kids and teens on the show this week, we decided to play a unique word game every episode. Today's game is called Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to read a short poem with missing words, and it'll be your job to fill those empty spaces with onomatopoeias, a.k.a. words that are sound effects. You've got a bunch of onomatopoeias in front of you. Can you read them off? Grr, crash, plop, zap, boing. Amazing. Now, when I pause like this, You'll need to say the first onomatopoeia that comes to mind. So it'll go something like this. Hot dog. Yum. It goes. Splat. In my tongue. Make sense? Yep. Okay, here goes. Larry the seagull went. Vroom. On the head of a lady who screamed. Crash. So her face turned beet red. Larry cried. Splat. It serves you quite right. As he sang with a. Ha ha. To the fast-fading light. The sea it goes. Meow. 
as I swoop through the sky, but people go plop, and I don't know why they groan and scream harumph when I peck or I poo. Back off, Obi gone, or I'll bang on you too. Bravo. You got those sounds down, Jasper. Great work. Thanks, Major. Now, before we go, we've been asking young poets across the country to send us their haikus. Here's one about internet cats from Aiden in Orlando, Florida. Cats, fluffy furballs, took over the internet when they purr and meow. Cool haiku. Thanks, Aiden. I love the onomatopoeias purr and meow. Totally. If you have a haiku you'd like to submit or feedback you'd like to share, please head to slowdownshow.org slash contact and send us your thoughts. And that's it for today's episode of The Slowdown. This episode was produced by Rosie DuPont, Micah Kilbon, and Maria Wartell with help from Erica Krause and Beth Perlman. Our editor was Molly Bloom with engineering by Josh Savageo. Original music was composed by Alexis Quadrado with a remix by Mark Sanchez. Beth Perlman is our executive producer and the executives in charge of APM Studios are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shafford, and Joanne Griffith. Special thanks to Michelle Miao and Hunters Point Community Middle School. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.